recording. Welcome to episode 00063 of Premium Unleaded. We're here to recap the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Thank and, you, please. Uh, Yas Marina. Yeah, yes, the famous Yas Marina. And uh, what? Recap, recap the season. The season's done. So cheers to us. For cheers to that. We did it. We got every oh, race in, cheersing. kind of. No. <laughs> Andrew, is do you have one of those giant ice cubes? Yes. Oh, I love actually. those. Carolyn, where'd you get that? Uh, someone gave it to her for her holiday grab bag. I think she dropped a serious hint that she was trying to enhance her bar cart, and so someone bought her this nice big ice cube tray thing. Very nice. Did she use it for any of her drinks? Um. I had the first. I had the maiden ice cube, but I think she was going to use it tonight for something. Nice. Did she get something else? Why do you think she dropped this hint at the bar cart? Um, yes, there was some other part of the gift. I forget what it was. Um, yeah, something. I forget what. Got it. <laughs> and I just went to the liquor store tonight and bought a whole bunch of like additional booze and stuff and the guy was like if a snowstorm comes you'll be all set there she is oh she needs an opener she needs an opener this looks like a nice drink you're preparing yourself yeah what are you making campari negroni Negroni. this one's tough to open carolyn has like five bottles of liquor in her hand this yes this is a problem not a good look okay who's watching your kid while you're opening you and carolyn are opening wine bottles and whatnot the dog he's he's sleeping ah it's that must be nice as as <laughs> kids do <laughs> uh, so should so. we uh fl- fl- should we start with uh, life updates i would okay. like to um i because i think our, our list yes i would like to do that but before we get into our life updates perhaps someone could give an update on um all the ladies are asking about low t and how he's doing I can do that, but what I also want to do is I feel like everyone just wants the life updates, so maybe we tease them for the end so people right, listen give, to... Let's give them a Trevor keep, life update. And why don't we keep teasing and say life us. updates are... No, no maybe you don't, you don't tease it and put it at the end because then they'll just fast forward to the end. They will happen at a random moment yes. in the podcast and you have to listen to <laughs> maybe it. Maybe each person <laughs> gives a life update at a different point in the episode. Ooh, you know, sprinkle them in. That's a, that's we have no idea. idea where these life updates yeah. will be. I mean, there's a little bit about the value that we're adding to people's lives, and that's sad, but okay, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Life is always curveballs, just like a podcast. You don't know what's going to happen, so <laughs> same thing. Exactly. So low T. Uh, okay, so on the last pod, low T came out with a huge scoop that his roommate tested positive for COVID, and low T lives in a small apartment in Manhattan where I would imagine COVID travels and flies around quite easily. Um, And then I think the two days later, I texted him because I was very concerned and said, hey, Loti, how are you? And he had some pretty severe symptoms. He he had a cough and he had uh, aches, no fever though. So pretty much assured that he has COVID he was feeling quite bad, but then I texted him two days after that first text, after two days, 
and he said he was getting over the hump, but he was hoping that he didn't have um, a relapse. So I think he's getting better, but he did have, um, he had a bit of a, a Donald Trump scare at the begin, beginning there. That's what I know. Okay. So not terrible, a couple days of, of illness and now he's, but he never got um, tested to confirm that he was COVID positive. I, he did get tested like the day, I think the day after he found out his roommate had COVID, he got tested and it was negative. I think that that shows some of the pitfall, pitfalls of uh, You have testing. to wait for your viral load to increase. Yeah. And I think we told him that too on the pod. We I, did. You gotta we wait. said you need to wait three to five days. Ideally well, five. I'm glad to hear he's uh, pulling through it. Hopefully he skips the second wave like our boy Lewis did. Um Glad to, glad to hear Trevor uh, T. is doing well. I'll text him now to see if, if he wants to say anything. I'll maybe we'll, we'll tease that. Let's tease that. We'll get an let's update, live update from T. Most let's likely, see. you will One, hear we'll from see. Low T. Guys, let's tease this properly. One, we'll see if he's alive. If he is alive, sure. we'll see if we can get a word. We don't know if he's alive. That's that's what we can tell you right now. But please stay <laughs> Breaking tuned. News: He may be alive. All right. Um, who wants to hit us with a recap of the race? I feel like Rob, you're good at that. Okay, Yas Marina, um, <laughs> bow ring. I you look at the track layout and you think it's gonna be a kind of an exciting race, two long straights, there's gonna be some passing. No, this track stinks, and I think the only reason they go there is because the UAE is drowning Lush. in money and they just pay big bucks to host this race but oh my gosh they can't get out of here soon enough um great qualifying by max he took pole i mean great job by max i don't know what else to say i wouldn't want to say anything else um uh, mercedes were two three they cost then hamilton um and then frankly i don't recall was perez fourth or albon was fourth but whatever and it, it, nothing was really up for grabs except third place in the constructor standings between Tracing Point, McLaren, and Renault had an outside shot. Um, the race went off for stopping, scampered off, and never was under any under any threat whatsoever. There was a was it a safety car or a vert, safe, full safety car at lap nine out of fifty five. Everyone pitted, and that was the only time anybody pitted, basically. And uh, so there's no strategy games, and it finished Verstappen, Botas, Hamilton. Uh, I truly wanted to fast – I was watching it live, naturally, and I truly wanted to fast-forward through this race. I thought it was just horrendously boring. Yeah. The, I mean, even the announcers were saying how boring it was which is rare but they were like yeah this this race stinks huh, guys which is crazy um is there any chatter about potentially moving the last race from abu dhabi has does anyone know about that money talks i haven't heard anything about that money does talk you don't mess with the sheiks that's what i learned don't mess with the sheiks sheets or sheiks sheiks Sheik. Okay. Don't don't make a joke about sheets, please. Please do not do that. I wasn't joking. That that I think it was seriously. It was seriously boring race, and I I, I take it very seriously. 
Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Max won. Good for him. Easiest race of the year, probably. I mean, you're never going to get an easier victory. That's cute. That's a cute attempt. Um, yeah, this this race is terribly boring. I, how about McLaren overcoming that, what, very near impossible? I want to get my words right. Was it a near impossible point lead? Okay. So near, nearly impossible? I am under fire already, uh, <laughs> naturally. Uh, but let me go back because I've already just pulled this the data up. So we saw a real yo-yo and kudos to my boys at McLaren. They finished the season in third place. So uh, Racing Point in Bahrain one had a terrible race. McLaren had a very good race. And after that race, I said it would, quote, be almost impossible for Racing Point to catch them, almost impossible. Then in Bahrain two, Racing Point came in first and third and passed McLaren. So it happened, but that's consistent with being almost impossible, but it is possible. Probability, uh, what suggests it's possible. I don't recall the exact words, but I think I said something like, it would be very difficult or very unlikely for McLaren to repass Racing Point in the season finale, but they did. So, I mean, <laughs> improbable things happen all the time. That is why we love sport. Case closed. I, I have just a phenomenal update from Low T, if I, if I could read it. Yeah, this goes nice. along with what Rob was just saying. And I quote, this weekend, I thought that it was nearly impossible that I felt better by Monday to be ready for the work week. Things have turned around and I feel on the up and up. Please <laughs> emphasis on the nearly impossible. <laughs> I mean, wow. that is exciting. That's a Christmas miracle. That is, as I said, why we love sport. So, yeah. Oh, um, good on OT. What an update. Great update. I mean, I don't want to fault you, Rob, for taking kind of a you know, you went out on a limb there a couple races in a row. You know, you put it all on the table and <laughs> you were wrong three times in a row. No, no, <laughs> no. I, no I, actually, I wasn't wrong at all. Very improbable things happen several races in a row. Uh, at at so, what point are they no longer very improbable if they're happening every race? So they're highly <laughs> probable. <laughs> two races, two races, improbable things happened. Two. Now, yeah, right. It's not that's not that weird. Two in a row is pretty weird. No, that you, you are. This is a logical fallacy. This is your classic human error. It's like saying it's it, it's unlikely a coin is going to flip heads three times in a row. It's actually quite likely. We think it goes back and forth, boom, 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 boom. But strings of strings of unlikely things happen. All the time. It's quite likely that if you flip a coin, it will be heads or tails, but do it three times in a row is not quite likely. If you were to say, if you were to say, what is the probability that you'll flip a heads three times in a row, that is not quite likely. Uh, No, but it's not almost impossible. (laughs) Can we we just turn this into a probability podcast? All right, let's move on. Kudos to my guys at McLaren for coming in third. Yeah, hat I do tip wanna, to you. 
I do want to change the topic only slightly and say, I think they did that because they had two good racers in Lando and Carlos and their competitors at Tracing Point really had one good driver and they're, they're not having him back and one crappy driver in Lance Stroll and their other competitor, Renault, had one good driver in Danny Rick and they lost him uh, and they're bringing Ocon back, which sucks. I just want to say, I kudos to McLaren, no doubt. I'm I'm very excited for McLaren. I'm rooting for them. Like I said on the last pod, I think it's great that they're competing. I love Danny Rick. I love Lando Norris. So I think it's a really good team. Rob, I'm a little jealous you have them as your team. Red Bull's up there, but uh, that's a good squad, and they're on the up and up. So, yeah, kudos to you for all the hard work, no doubt, Rob. Yeah, I, I think you bought low on that stock, and – you know, Very long. I didn't. I didn't see it. You saw it. Um, but that's <laughs> that, that is just that's a great team. I, I do when you when you have two good drivers like that that you know meet improbable luck. That's when you see things like they finish you know third in the standings. <laughs> I think that's great. And I am a little bit jealous as well that that's your team because I think a, a Lando Norris Danny Rick t- duo is just so cool to watch. Go ahead, Rob. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you. It's been long days and nights and weekends in the factory all together, pulling together. But um, <clears throat> that is why we pay the entry fees of three million pounds and you know fly everybody all over the world to do these races because this is the ultimate vindication of our efforts. Um, so I'd, I'd like to have little change of topic here, not, not to take away from McLaren, kudos to them. Um, but I'd like to talk about your, your number one, your, your first love, Fernando Alonso, who the FAA gave a little pass to a 39 year old to participate in the young driver's test, where you're supposed to have less than two starts in formula one, which is embarrassing, just embarrassing. And I'm all aboard the Alonso hate train for next year. So I want to get Can that, explain that, get that a little started. More? <laughs> There's a test after uh, they get to drive around the track, test their cars after the final race. And it's supposed to be for young drivers to get experience in F1 cars. And they you know, appealed to the FIA to have Alonzo test the car because they're trying to get time and seat. And they granted it to him, which is an embarrassment all around, I think. Yeah, so, I mean... I'm excited to have Alonzo back. The FIA said, okay, we're going to tweak the rules. So if you've done two or fewer F1 starts, you're already in. That's like the young driver thing. Or you haven't run two races in 2020. You could also go in. So that was like the Alonzo special. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think it should have been for young drivers only. I don't agree with what the FIA did. Renault you know, you're always going to push for the max that you can get. I don't agree with the call. Alonzo, he just wants as much car time as possible. Like, why are you hating on him for this? He's a hateable guy. <laughs> wow. Weird. Okay. <laughs> Seems like you're stretching get, here, but okay, whatever. I, I don't okay. get the young driver, like a special thing for young drivers. I mean, this isn't, this isn't Little League. This is the professionals. I think we get rid of this young driver thing. Like, this is F1. Come on. 
why do they need like can't they just find a track and race their car around it i mean what's going on here why do they need this special like field day essentially i don't don't they have places they can just race they're extremely f the f1 teams are extremely limited on uh track i don't know if it's track kilometers or track hours that they can do so there's very little opportunity to get people behind the wheel of an f1 car i think it's great because you get more faces in there and then you can push out the deadbeats like lance stroll and esteban ocon and there are a bunch of other ones too but you'll never know how good those people are unless you get them behind the seat. So I don't agree with the FIA decision to let Alonzo. We know Alonzo is a fabulous driver. We don't need to see him in testing. I think it's great that they do this. I'd like to see more faces, see what they have. Well, yeah, I mean, Fernando Alonso are going to ruin it. Yeah. I, I think um, I'm going to get some heat on this one, but I think two of the members of the podcast are just kind of, you know, grasping at straws here and trying to, <laughs> Trying to tarnish a good name. Um, well, what? That's obvious. I think it's I, obvious to all of our listeners. It'll come through before you, say anything, before you say anything. I think a driver takes advantage of the rules that are there. I think that's what Alonzo's doing, and there's no problem with that. So if you have a problem with that, I think you got to take it up with the FIA, my friend. Well, first of all, first of all, John hasn't said anything bad about Alonzo, which just proves <laughs> that you are stretching. I have been attacking him. And no. if we go back through the archives of our pod, I've been a long time Alonzo hater. And now yes. that he's back in the sport, it's my time to start hating him again. <laughs> and, and it's true. And, Jeremy is a long time Alonzo. <laughs> and to say he was operating within the rules is also misleading because he had the rules changed for him. He so, did. Renault did. Yeah. They're the one and the same. Why wouldn't every team put some veteran driver in the car next year? Yeah, they did. Ferrari tried to get Carlos Sainz in their car, and the FIA said no. So this is that's bullshit. That is bullshit. That Renault gets to have Alonso, and they can't have Sainz. Well, Sainz is racing in twenty twenty. So I, yeah, I don't I mean, like that these makes sense. special rules for Alonso. I, I gotta be honest. I, how did I get shrapnel here? Like I, I just, said nothing. I just grew with Charlie. <laughs> you know what? I would love to to uh, relay a quote from a good friend of mine. He's oh a spin gosh. instructor that I... Is this the, I, he, he, is this the guy you met on your day, dog walk today? No. No, that was yesterday. And that was a great anecdote for anyone feeling down about the world. But this quote is from a good friend of mine. His name's Alex T. And he said to me, it takes a lot of energy to keep that hate in. It takes zero energy to spread some love. And I'd love to see a couple of these podcast members embrace that message rob andrew i would start with you all i I actually have been thinking a lot about that and i those are just words that there's no evidence to support them for instance why couldn't you why couldn't you just say like you know when you give love out you're giving yourself away and you end up with nothing but if you hold the whole hate in it builds you up builds you up builds you up because you're holding everything in so you become massive so you can accomplish more do you want to be a big person, big, strong person, or you want to give yourself away so you're nothing? Huh? I mean, I I mean this says everything. The way I you interpret that says no, everything. No, 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 no. I don't <laughs> agree with what I just said, but it's about as uh, you believe what you want to believe. So 
there's no truth to that statement. It's just- I, I, yeah, John, I mean, I, I like the idea, but to say that it takes no effort to spread love is just, is just wrong. I mean, that, that, there's, there's no evidence to back that up. I'll relay this to my, my friend. Yeah, Allie, let him Alex know. T. Please let him know next time you see him. I have a, uh, another friend of the pod comment while we're on a slight aside, which is that if your bike was stolen in Brighton, one, the Boston police have just busted some kind of bike theft ring. So contact the Boston police. But two, one of the, uh, one of the commenters that I follow on universalhub.com, he's in law enforcement. He claims, and I quote here, if you live in the Brighton area and your bike gets stolen, there's a 50% chance it's under the BU bridge in the Cambridge side. If you're feeling tough, go down there and ask for Sully and tell him you're looking for your bike. So I think we do have a friend of the pod who had his bike stolen in Brighton, and I would be willing to go with him to the BU side of the Cambridge, the Cambridge side of the BU bridge. I will be behind him, but I will be leading from behind. I'm not feeling tough personally, so I, mean, I won't neither. go with you. I'm oh, go with daylight. Come on. That reminds me, though, there is a really great Italian film called The Bicycle Thieves. So anyone who's looking for a nice movie to watch, <laughs> is it, check it is out. Is it in Italian? Yeah, subtitles. 1948, I believe. Someone could check that. Segway, how about uh, Vettel singing in Italian <laughs> at the end of the race? Uh, what was I... that? He always I've, does that. I've grown to really, really like Sebastian Vettel over this year. I think he's... Sam. He's... Agreed. Very mature. He's he. I love when he was celebrating with Lewis after his world championship. It shows a lot of respect and love between the two. He did you, anybody read the helmet he he uh, signed yep. to Leclerc? That was very very nice. Obviously, the guy's still a competitor, but I feel like he's he's reached the point in his career where he's no, he doesn't want to hold the hate in anymore. He wants to spread love. It's, it's <laughs> showing his life. So I I love Sebastian Vettel for that for his love and. Um, yeah, I'm interested in Andrew. You can talk about that, but I'm interested in Ferrari's direction, hopes and hopes and aspirations for next year once we get after Vettel. Andrew, can I jump in just on that point? I mean, that is sure. some that is some potential evidence for Sebastian Vettel is loving everybody, giving all his mojo away, and look at his points total this year. It's horrible. So <laughs> there's actually some evidence for the whole paid in to become great. I don't that know. that that's a great point. We- All on Max. If you plug that into our hate love equation, I would say that it's, it's not supporting John's hypothesis. Um, but it's hard to say what came first: was it the terrible driving, and then and then the love, or the love and then the terrible driving? So that's we'll see next year. Um, I, I'm really happy to hear you guys turn turn towards the positive on on Sebastian because I think you know a couple of years ago you guys were John especially just ripping him to shreds. <laughs> Um, obviously there's bad blood because he left Red Bull. So understandable. Uh, I really, I'm going to miss him, but I do think it was his, his time to go. And for Ferrari, I, th- I think they have a, a really great duo. So I think they're in good hands. It's just what kind of, uh, what kind of car they can turn, turn around. Yeah. I, I think that they're actually going to have, if they can, Ferrari's traditionally a top tier team and they, depending on what Red Bull does, We'll have the best driver lineup of the traditional top tier teams. Um, yes. 
I don't remember what I said about Sebastian, but I will say I want nothing more than him to lift Racing Point or Aston Martin next year and make them competitive. That'd be amazing. I'd love for him to get a little pep in his step. Um, one quick update. This is kind of a two-parter. Quote from Alonzo, I ignited the competitive spirit after he set the fastest lap in his uh, kitty testing today. So that's good, I suppose. He ignited that competitive spirit with the, the kiddos. Um, what a blowhard so he is. Oh, my impressive. God. Yep. So um, a, he said, he said, well, <laughs> let's get quotes right because we have a history of misquoting people. Oh, but, yeah, you especially. No, people sir. misquoted me. He said that they, <laughs> quote, ignited his competitive spirit, close quote. That's not what I have. I said it, it ignited the competitive spirit. Is it his or the? This is a classic, classic. He's not English as a Was he speaking in Spanish and then it was translated or what are we? I'm on F1.com. I don't know where Rob gets his info. Please, but, Rob. I'm at Formula1.com. <laughs> That's what I'm at. Uh, you said you're at f1.com <laughs> oh well now we're gonna trust your quote don't you know what website you're on <laughs> while we're quoting let me jump in with uh you can go Bell's to either url about leclerc to charles you are the most talented driver i came across in 15 years of f1 don't waste it be sure whatever you do to be happy and smile thanks for everything what do we think about vettel's claim that Leclerc is the most talented driver that he's ever come across. And it's just something did he choose that one say. word? Or that's just I'm something not so sure. Say. Yeah, wow. it comes in, Did he say it in Italian and it's translated? No. What's the, no, it what's the genus? Oh, okay. Maybe he means teammate. He says you were the most talented driver. driver I came across in 15 years of F1. Came across more than Lewis. Years. Wow. People hmm. lie all the time. Well, talented, um, obviously. Specific word. What do you do with that talent? Meet unprecedented luck, like Racing Point and McLaren did. Who knows? <laughs> if you don't, you could just be an empty car. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think that's something a teammate just says to a teammate. In the, in the you know, emotions are flowing. You just ended. You're all, you're singing in Italian. You're probably gonna watch the bicycle thieves later, and you're just excited and. Uh, you know, I think that's just something you say. I don't know if he really means it. Right. You know, you, you signed yearbooks growing up, right? Did you always mean everything you signed in that yearbook? Don't well, don't ever change, man. I would say Vettel's not a seven, 18-year-old boy. I never wrote that in anybody's yearbook. Don't ever change. <laughs> How many yearbooks did you sign? Uh... Probably low, say, low, have a great probably low single digits. <laughs> Hags, have a great summer. That was a classic. Yeah. Yep. Where I signed on your crack, you know, I when you sign on the crack. spine. Yep. That was a good one. Yep. What's next? Uh, I'd like to talk about um, the seats that we don't know about for next year. You know, we'll do a season opener, preseason opener after testing, but it looks like there are going to be just some decisions before Christmas, like the Albon seat, the second seat at Red Bull. I mean, I guess it's just details of Lewis's renewal with Mercedes. We all presume. Um, what's the other big seat that's still open? 
Five, all right. Five, well, anyway, what what do you what do what do you all think Red Bull should be doing with their second seat now that the season's over? Albon claims that his fourth place. Alpha Tori has a seat up. Kafia is not under contract. Okay. Yeah. Kafia should be gone. Uh, what does what does everyone think? Albon is claiming his fourth place at Abu Dhabi was good enough to get him in a renewal. Hmm. What do the pundits say? I just no. I mean, one race is yeah. not good enough. You have to look at the body of work. It, it, it's if Red Bull wants to be competitive, you need Perez, and there's a seat for Albon right at Alvatore. It makes too much sense to do that. So I don't care. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. To see a seat crazy with one race makes him that secures his seat. I mean, he he doesn't actually believe that. I, I think that Red Bull, without a real second driver, how can they expect to compete in 2021? It's going to be so similar to 2020. And as Max infamously said, it's not really good to be finishing 30 to 40 seconds behind your teammate. So uh, I give that seat to Perez in a no-brainer, especially since he brings money with him. I mean, I... Bring other stuff though. Like, will his money lenders demand X, Y, and Z? Like, is, is that a part of the equation we just don't have an appreciation for? And Red Bull doesn't want to deal with that. What kind of things are you talking about, John? There, off track. <laughs> I, I would say let let your mind roam. To be honest, you know. There must be three white bunnies at every race. <laughs> uh, okay. Know. Does anybody else think uh, Lewis calls it quits this winter? Louis? No, because yeah. didn't he just tie Schumacher? Yeah, but he's he's coming out recently saying this is just the most difficult year of his career. And I don't believe Lewis that. Says, Come on. I mean, and you th- heard this him on the year, race radio. He was like, oh, my God, my tires are going away. This year is the hardest year personally and dealt with all these isolation and great loss of life. You know, maybe he's just putting things in perspective. Great loss of life. What? For him personally? Or no, the world? talking about the world. He's hurting for the world. I could world. see him pulling an MJ. Oh, my you know, God. Take, take a year off. You He's know, a global ba- Yeah, maybe play baseball. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah. Or no, but, oh, you know what? Maybe we'll cut a record, a, a true rap album. You know, he's been spending a lot of time in the studio, kind of doing it half-assed. Let's commit. Arsenal Let's could do it. Uh, no, has he been, put, he's been putting out some, some records? Uh, I, I think he's been he's been spending some time in the studio. I don't know. If he's been... <laughs> Is this confirmed or are you just speculating? You Look at this? his Instagram. Look at his Instagram. Okay. All right. I'd also like to uh, give some T's and P's to Sir Frank Williams. Been hospitalized, stable condition, but you know, what, a, a legend of the support of the sport. Never, never like to see that. COVID. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think just, I mean, they don't, they're not, they're not, uh, they're not, quite old. Yeah. Quite old. So I just, uh, ran up Lewis Hamilton on Spotify and he's a 
registered user with a quarter million followers, mm-hmm. but they're not showing any Lewis originals. <laughs> <laughs> so he could be in the studio. Maybe he maybe he's producing, John. That's possible. Producing beats. I get it. Like I'm not sure why Rob went to Spotify when I clearly said check out his Instagram. I don't oh, Instagram. You know I think social media is toxic and I will not there the other thing you got to do is it's i think you got to go to soundcloud if you're trying to find if he's got original music andrew knows what's up thank you um i did find an artist named lewis hamilton but the popular songs are called whiskey boogie cheap cigars lonesome and blue and ghost train so i don't think that's him must be a different lewis hamilton one last. I think he's, uh, oh, is he oh, playing is the it, piano? Is that him tickling the ivories? You know, maybe that's not a track. Is that a record? Okay, not a recording <laughs> studio. Jen, you said he, I don't even like, I don't even repeat what you said. <laughs> Go ahead, Charlie. Um, I do have one last update from Low T. I was messaging him yesterday, gloating about my nearly perfect call about the Sergio Perez letdown race, which that was spot on. Thank you very much. Mm. Um, and luckily Trevor did not put any units down on Perez probably cause I convinced him not to, but he did have his worst day of the year betting wise. So, so before we rip on low T deservedly. So, um, <laughs> Yes, the end result, you were correct, Charlie, but I don't think you were – he did not have a bad race because of anything he did. His engine failed, right? No. That's did not he come, his Did fault. he come in last or did he come in last? He just had an engine failure. Um, so I don't think that's on Perez at all. And didn't he, didn't he take a huge grid penalty – to have a new engine at the beginning of this race? Yeah, he did. Because he made it to Q2 and then didn't even run. And he did Charlie sabotage bad. his engine? Maybe Perez did by not paying enough attention this week, gloating in his win. Wow, because he was too amped up about... Yeah, I would okay, like fine. to surprise all of our listeners with a life update. And I consciously do it now first because... I may pass out at any moment and not be able to deliver this life update later. Um, my third child has been born and it is exhausting. Every night we're up for multiple hours. Well, Annie mostly, but me a little bit. And I have to pick up some additional lifting with the other kids and they're not reacting perfectly to the change. So uh, it's really tiring. I mean, unbelievably so. What's the schedule like these days? Uh, so I'm about to go to bed. It's, it's like nine o'clock. Um, and then I'll get up probably once or twice and watch Annie take care. Just kind of like open my eyes and like, okay. And he's on not, not 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 creepily watch or anything. No, and then around two two thirty, I will take kind of take over primary uh, responsibility of changing diapers, burping, 
getting the child. Obviously, can't milk me, Greg, but uh, <laughs> I'm up for an hour or so, hour or two every night. And then at 6.30, the other kids go, Dad, get me up, get me up. So why don't you take a little paternity? Why don't you take a little paternity leave? It's there for a reason. Why would that? I guess I could nap during the day. Yeah. yeah. Rob, can you just admit that you not taking any days is a mistake, dude? Come on. It does seem to be a mistake right now. Thank you. And I brought this up with Rob on the last pod, I think because I'm in a similar boat. I can't imagine doing that and then having to go to work at 8.30 or 9. Hey, Rob, just take a couple of days off. You recharge those batteries, you know? Take your hound for a walk. Yeah, I'm going to take three days next week. So um, I just have to make it through an additional... Wait, so what day is today? Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. Tuesday. All right, so only three days of work left. And then I will have three-day weekend, two-day work day, two work days and then a three, four day weekend. So boom. But, but, but Rob, you're, you're acting like this kid's schedule is set. Like, Oh, I, I wake up at two. I stay up for 45 minutes. Like that's going to change every day. Yeah. Hopefully he just sleeps a lot more. It's almost wow. like you no, don't they know sleep what having a child is like. They, they, yeah. They kind of forgot. Pray for, well, pray for Rob. well, they sleep more when they put on some weight. They sleep, the worst sleeping is at the beginning. Yeah. Well, hopefully you have uh, all this sorted out by Saturday. It's also <laughs> it's also a lot of like just adjusting to expectations. So and let's get Charlie to take a, a, a middle of the night shift. Can, can we do that? No. That's a good idea. We could put offload it. Put Dory upstairs with Charlie and Becky. That's a good yeah. idea. I'll jump into my life update. Um, <laughs> I've really done nothing again. I've been sitting, sitting around my house a lot, uh, walking the hound dog. Uh, turns out that LB was just being given too many treats. So we've cut back on treats, cut back on the food. She started to eat again. Wait, who, called that? That who called that? I think Rob had that one. Good advice. She was, she was just being picky. Um, yeah, working the rest of the week and then going out to Rob and Annie's house for a a week, a week, a little bit more than a week, which would be nice. Uh, yeah, we've been holed up in our house for three weeks, so it'd be nice to get out. We're gonna, I'm gonna go drive out to Treehouse, pick us all up some very nice IPAs, come to the house with a couple trays of very fine beer. Everybody will be happy. You'll sleep like a baby. Is that for everyone on the pod? You're doing that? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe I'll throw, maybe I'll throw you guys some some beer. As, as discussed, babies don't drinking. sleep well. As much as I love drinking, that has not been my experience. That <laughs> drinking heavily leads to a good night's sleep. Oh, I've also been, um, it's officially been 14 days without, without drinking booze. So that'll come to a crashing halt at the end of this week. But oh, it's been a fun little wow. run. Congrats. 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 Um, so sorry. I can go. I don't have much either. I think I feel like Charlie and I have been a little bit of a, personal update right here so i <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've been kind of doing my own little quarantine deal i just got another negative covid test so you know hat tip to me and my nanny michelle she just also tested negative so we are all clear ready to go 
Christmas vacation um, in New Jersey. Other than that, I mean, taking my hound on some small walks, nothing like I'd like to do, and just working, trying to get our bar cart going. That's our biggest project right now is upgrading our bar cart. And we get the number of presents we're getting delivered to our house is is alarming. And I'm just seeing every day, Carolyn has got another package, another package. And I, it just, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I can't believe All it. All right. I, I have a question about this. Aren't you traveling for Christmas? Yeah, we have to put the rooftop carrier on top of our car to Why make not? sure we fit all the presents. In Why not the have the presents delivered to the site of the celebration and then wrap them when you get there? Because Carolyn wants to wrap them beforehand, Rob. Why don't you, can you, maybe you could reach out to her and ask her why we do that. Oh, these are presents you're giving to people that are being delivered. Yeah, it's a combination of presents, mostly presents for other people. I would, I would love to see you six go down to New Jersey in one, in one car, you know? Oh, are you kidding me? Two dogs, two babies, a million presents. <laughs> <laughs> you got a rooftop carrier, put them both on. And I guess in up there, and then you will not be bothered by them. Oh, we have to we have to drug Copley just to get him (laughs) down to New Jersey, one piece. Um, In in other news, how how news? Maybe that could be a new topic next year. How news? Uh, Anne adopted, not adopted. She is fostering a new dog named Whitney, seven year old Beagle, I think. Uh, And she's great. So she might uh, she might actually adopt this one. I've heard that before full nuance yeah but this one i think this one might be different this one might be different <laughs> great dog i'm hoping hoping i can meet her soon it does look like a great dog i saw a video great looking pooch i will not share any hound updates because uh i don't do it anymore won't do it i uh, <laughs> got shamed for all my hound hound updates so oh, john tell it. the hound story that you had from yesterday is this Still a safe man. space if i Will I trigger anyone? Yes, and then Charlie and I will respond and about what you're talking about after you finish your story. Well, I will share a little anecdote uh, about (laughs) my walk with my morning uh, relief for Brower yesterday. Took him out. Uh, An old man was crossing the street. He stopped traffic coming both ways on Naponset, and he shuffled across the street. Old guy walked up to me. first I think he was like oh how old old are you and I was like um I don't know why I responded I said I'm 32 this old man yeah right I guess I should have said um just push him to the ground but uh instead I said my age he goes I would have thought you were 22 and he's like guess how old I am it's like oh okay uh I don't know 65 and he's like I'm 76 I don't know how many more days I'll live with all this stuff going on days? in the world. Yeah, he's like days. I was like, oh boy. Um, so anyway, I'm just trying to get proud to go to the bathroom because it's cold out and uh, I don't have probably appropriate clothing on, which is typical. And then, but what do you know? Brower trots over to him, starts sniffing his leg a little bit, sniffs both both legs. And then the old man pauses and gives him a nice few pats and rubs on the head. And then he turns to me and said, thank you for that. And then he walks away with a, a much uh, improved uh, skip in his step. So, you know, 
to you three on the pod and anyone else listening. Here it is. You may have added 12 <laughs> hours to that guy's life. <laughs> Maybe stop. Give people the time of day. You don't know what's going on. Let your hound sniff. Let them pet your hound if, if they so choose. That's the kind of thing that I spread in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the, in the evening. But uh, listen, I didn't want to share that anecdote. <laughs> All right. I, I just have to respond to this. Quick, quick question about this anecdote. Uh, did this actually happen, or did you rip that straight from Field of Dreams, Moonlight Graham? <laughs> He's like, I got to go see Aisha. She'll be thinking I have a girlfriend. It happened. John, that's a great story. And, you know, I think I, I'm just going to leave it at that. That's a great story. That's why you walk your dog. Why you walk, you walk your dog, you walk your dog often. Uh, that's I why I always say. She has to poop. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not so she can smell an old man who's <laughs> clinging on to life. I think that's, that's great, John. I Hopefully you see him again and you can continue to prolong his, his life. Yeah, you guys should become pet so. pals. Plus, I get carried away. What else is what else in your, the life update? Is that it? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not a ton going on here. I, I've got a, a newborn that takes up most of my time. I know some people on this pod again think that uh, I'm on vacation. It, it is there. There is some downtime, no doubt. I have I read the book club book pretty quickly. I would say, although it was a short book, I still read it quickly and I am a fast reader I'll get that out of the way but I did read it quickly um but you live your life in like these two hour increments and in there you do have some time to read but it is quite hectic throughout the day so anyway I have a newborn six weeks old six and a half weeks old he's doing phenomenally well he's up to almost 11 pounds he was born underweight at around five pounds 10 ounce 12 ounces so he's gained five pounds already in six weeks so quite quite remarkable and uh, he's doing well mother mama's doing well as well um so all's good here you know i i we got a lot going on but it's all good and uh, i've got my hound on this wild ride you know so John, right on as, as somebody who's about six weeks ahead of where i need to be um how does the overnight go like down the road for me, remind me, and definitely lie to me if necessary. So I'll say this. It sounds like you're taking or you will be taking more of a hands-off approach to your overnight activities. I, if if uh, Connor needs to eat in the middle of the night, I will take that responsibility. I feed him a bottle. So I am doing quite a bit during the night. He gets up twice. He last night he only got up once actually. So I would say give it six weeks, Rob, and I think you'll be golden, no doubt. Perfect. There you go. Perfect. Light at the end of the tunnel. Spread and love, uh, you know. Spread and uh, love. I mean, there, is... there were a number of passive aggressive comments. I don't know who they were directed <laughs> at, but for for the guy who just spreads love, I mean, you've got that on <laughs> audio. All right, I'm running out of oil, and I have to go to bed. <laughs> Paul Revere literally is Paul Revere. You're gonna burn down your house one with that thing. Is that a real oil lamp? No. Yes. Walk, oh he God. walks around the neighborhood with the dog and that <laughs> no, lamp. No, you're, you're kidding, kidding me. Yes, it's it's a bizarre look. Rob. Oh my God. Yeah, a lot of people walk around the, the street, uh, the neighborhood with flashlights, always on for safety, 
And oh, I just don't like that. You <laughs> carry an oil lamp. Yeah. All right, should we, Is should we wrap prepared up? for this, this storm? Is anyone worried about the storm? I'm very prepared. I am stoked. I just read, read an update from Dave Epstein, and we are squarely in the 8 to 14 band right now. You mean Andrew the are on the internet? Andrew might yes. actually get his money's worth for a snow removal this year. <laughs> no, we, we no, we went a different route. So Carolyn oh. uh, convinced them to go with her route, which is basically we pay per snow a la carte. So we'll Smart. definitely set some records this year. <laughs> yeah, probably. All of our guys, we paid so much money last year for no snow and our first floor neighbor, well, we'll get them next year, guys. Don't you worry. What an idiot. <laughs> I uh, hope he listens to this pod he does not I don't think he has a phone <laughs> you don't need a phone to listen to this pod so okay all right well good, good night good, night. Good, good season good season see you see you uh, at 4 a.m in 2021 20, um, Australia oh, Rob, I'll, I'll text you at 2 a.m when we're both up I right. will that's when I make all of my chess moves, as Charlie's probably noticed. I just beat you, so start the new game. Yeah, you missed a couple checkmates. Couple checkmate. ago, so. mm. It's a learning process, so all right. don't worry about it. Bye. Ciao. What would Bye. Vettel yeah. say? Ciao. Ragazzi. The most talented I've ever seen. <laughs>